everyone. Well, what a week. I hope you are well and keeping safe. Now grab yourself a cup of tea and settle down to our webinar as this week we are joined by Experian. Hi everybody, Experian. Hello. Um, hello. Hello. <laughs> so who is Experian? You may all know them as a credit reporting company. However, you might not know that Experian collects data from businesses and people all over the world using the data for social media and online shopping and gaming to commuting. Um, data is all around us. And in essence, that's exactly what Experian do. They harness the power of data and use it to help shape a more informed world. Oriane is the Senior Talent Acquisition Partner and she will tell us all about the recruitment process and also a more in-depth look at how they're dealing with the current um, pandemic. So look forward to that. So Oriane will join us after the introductions and then right at the end of the webinar as well. So thanks for joining us today. Just to introduce you to the graduates. So we'll start with Shamas. Um, so you studied at Loughborough University, information, information Management and Business, and you are now a Service Operations graduate. <laughs> this bit sounds like university challenge, just to yeah. go around the panel. <laughs> Georgie, over to you. So Georgie is the um, technology graduate IT administrator, studied at Leeds and Sheffield Hallam University. She did a BSc in maths and an MSc, MSc yep, in information system security. Hayley is a graduate software developer, studied at the University of Derby and studied computer games programming. Something I've never heard of before, so that's exciting. And last but not least, Luke. So Luke is a graduate data analyst studied at Warwick and has done a bachelor's and postgrad course in physics. So, Oriane, if we can start with you, um, I've briefly explained who Experian is. Now, what are the common misconceptions about Experian when you're interviewing grads and, and, and interns as well? What would you like to get across there to our audience? Yeah, I, I think there's two misconceptions that are really common for Experian. So the first one is most people know of us as a credit score company, which that, that's correct. That is factually right. But what students don't realise is that's only one element of our business. And we actually have a breadth of more services and teams within the organisation. So I think it'll be really exciting for students today to hear from our graduates and get that real back end view of what experience actually do realize that misconception of just being a credit score company is vastly different I think the second misconception is when you're an established organization that's quite credible you know global presence there comes a natural stigma that you are potentially a little rigid a little mm -hmm. bit corporate maybe traditional and I think the reality is experience and hopefully the graduates will agree it's it's such a fluid and dynamic business that is just constantly changing yeah and what I enjoy most is the people in it so we've got some brilliant minds with us that are all unique in their own way from a diverse background but equally they bring this energy and fun and innovation so that would be the misconception to me we're definitely more than just credit and we're not the traditional corporate firm that you expect. So I would love it if students, I suppose, realise that message at the end of this webinar. That would be my goal. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I look after Experian. I've looked after you for a number of years now as one of my clients. And to be honest with you, right at the beginning, you know, when I was doing my research on you and who you are, you know, two, three years ago now, I, I just thought that I've got a mortgage. So I had to have my credit rating <laughs> done and everything else. And I honestly just thought that you, you were that, you know, credit credit check company almost. And now um, over the years and, you know, Oriane, we've, we've been working really hard to update your hub as well and speaking to the grads um, on numerous occasions as well before the webinar there is so much more to experience and I'm, I'm really looking forward to all of the grads getting their stories out there because they are all massively different you know different backgrounds in different positions now different ways into the business as well so really looking forward to sharing um, those stories with with our audience and uh, you know a bit of a fun fact Oriana, as well that we found out um, so Experian are actually working with the government to help within the pandemic at the moment, aren't they? Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so obviously the pandemic, as we all know, going into our second lockdown now, yeah. it, it's a really challenging year for everyone. And I suppose the joy of Experian is what we do is we harness the power of data. That's the really short answer of what we do. So we've been working directly with Number 10 and the government to use data to help identify who are the most vulnerable people in our community and how do we get resources to them? You know, where is there a dense population of elderly individuals that need more support and how can we get support to them? Mm -hmm. I think some of the, the other things I was fascinated to learn, even myself, was we've introduced uh, something called an emergency payment freeze. So what that basically means is if anyone's taken a payment holiday with their lender, so say they have a mortgage and they've taken a payment holiday for a few month period, they will still have their credit scores protected. So that financial security is really critical in such a challenging landscape. Yeah. And then the last thing is we have something called our values, money and me. So if anyone hasn't seen it, give it a Google, check it out. But essentially, it's a financial education tool and it's available to all parents across the UK. But it essentially helps them with homeschooling and I suppose that education piece around finances. So, yeah, some fun facts for you there that we are doing a lot behind the scenes during the pandemic to help the UK economy and support the people. You know, we're, we're not doing this as a profit running element it's purely how can we help the UK recover from this and protect people's financial well-being and health yeah how how does that work Ariane sorry to put you on the spot here so would you as, as a company come up with these ideas or would it be you know the government saying look there's a need for this experience can, can you help us or, or does it work in you know a bit of both a bit of both it's we're constantly innovating in the market, thinking of new products that we can bring out that are going to support our consumers. So the likes of us at home, but equally when the government has a need and they need to go to large organizations to gain that support because of our connections, we're able to jump in. So it's very much a two way street and a two way kind of relationship and partnership in a sense. Yeah. Brilliant, thank you. And you know, Experian, it, it might be new to our audience, um, it is a fairly new sector. So from our audience's point of view, you know, we're, we're targeting STEM students, we are just talking to STEM students today. Why in particular does Experian um, want applications from STEM students? 
So we kind of covered this at the start, but Experian is much more of a data and technology organization rather than a credit score organization. So the majority yeah. of our roles are actually within data and technology and IT. Mm-hmm. So STEM students for us bring a wealth of suppose, curiosity, but also innovation to the business. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter what you've studied. So whether that's engineering or physics or maybe even veterinary sciences, mm-hmm. what you matter, uh, what you study is irrelevant. What really matters to us more is you've got that natural problem solving ability yeah. and that you've got a real desire to learn and to push yourself to grow and develop. Mm-hmm. So STEM students for us are critical but it doesn't matter what that subject is in more specifically. So for anyone who is on this session thinking, would I be right for Experian? Could I apply? The short answer is yes, absolutely. And please just give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is what we're getting from a lot of the webinars. And I know we've been presenting a lot to the unis this week as well. And it, and it is those transferable skills. You know, when you've done, I'm picking on you now, Luke, but, you know, like a physics degree, for example, you know, there's so much that's incorporated within a physics degree and that you can use as, as part of your data analyst role as well. And I do think that is a message that we need to get across to our students. You know, just because you studied mechanical engineering doesn't necessarily mean you have to go into the automotive industry. You know, you, you do gain lots of different skills. So don't pigeonhole yourself either. Um, so definitely a message that I want to get across. So thank you very much for that, Oriana. And we'll join you at the end of the webinar. Um, so obviously now we'll move on to the grads. Um, just to kind of reiterate what, before I do, what Oriane just said about the, the vibe of Experian and the fact that it is, it is such a dynamic company. I do think that the, the Grad Cracker um, hub is full of information that really gets those messages across. Um, we've worked really hard on um, updating the hub, getting all the relevant and um, on point information on there. So it, it, in, it does include things like Experian Life, um, which details everything from benefits, obviously life experience, um, learning and development, their diversity and in- inclusion, you know, what they're doing to promote that. And um, also lots of advice on application hints and tips, so CV, online assessment, video interview, assessment centres, and it's all current as well. So it's all the information um, which you would need for their current application process, which I know that Luke and Haley are going to touch on a little bit later on in the webinar. Um, but also Oriane, right at the end, is going to just go through the process with you um, to make sure you as the audience are completely confident in, in what it's going to look like. Um, so thanks very much, everybody, for joining us. And Sophie, I'm going to hand over to you. Thank you very much, Carla. Um, thanks so much for that introduction, Oriana. It's, it's really interesting. I know it's going to be um, a real eye-opener for a lot of our audience as well to find out exactly who Experian are and, and, and bust those, those, um, some of those kind of misconceptions. Um, so I'm going to start by asking kind of um, the whole panel a question. Um, I know that all of you chose to apply to Experian for slightly different reasons, ranging from who Experian is as an employer um, to more specifically about the particular opportunity that attracted you to the company. Um, so I'm going to start with Georgie. Um, so if you could tell the audience why you decided to um, apply to and join Experian. Yeah, so 
I chose to do the grad scheme because I wanted the opportunity to learn and work in some different teams. I didn't really know what I wanted to do and technology is just a huge area. So it kind of gave me that opportunity to work with different people and find out more about the path I could follow. And I chose experience specifically as it is a global company. You get to work with people from everywhere and that also gave me the opportunity to do an international rotation so this time last year I was working in Texas which was amazing so yeah fantastic how long were you out in Texas for uh six weeks weeks. wow and is there going to be more opportunities to do international travel throughout the the rest of the grad scheme then um not for me personally but (laughs) yeah I'm not sure about in future Okay, thanks, Georgie. Um, Over to you, Luke. Um, Why did you choose experience? Yeah, so um, just building on what Georgie had to say, really, I mean, going for a graduate scheme, you get to do a number of rotations within the business. So you really get a good breadth of experience um, of going around the different functions within within the business. Um, And as a great graduate data analyst, you, you really go from sort of the technical things right through to how data is governed and the rules around that. But obviously, just to build on what Georgie, Georgie was saying, is uh, for me, it was, it was more about the role in itself and how my technical skills sort of transfer to the role. And I think it was just a really good fit. Okay. Did you, um, before you kind of looked at Experian, um, did you consider data as um, a career pathway coming from a physics background or was it really the, the Experian role that kind of drew you in? Yeah, I think I, I think I did have my eye on um, working with data and sort of numbers. It's essentially that's in a physics degree, it tends to tends to be what you do anyway. Yeah. Um, you, you do get sort of um, with doing like a physics degree, and obviously it's specific to me. There is a, a, obviously a, a large range of jobs that you can do, um, but specifically for me, I think data did catch my eyes. It's sort of like an emerging market. Um, they, they do say sort of data is the new oil. Um, so yeah it's, it's just a very exciting and, and new business to be a part of. Great stuff thank you very much Luke. Um, Hayley um, to you. Um, yeah I mean kind of just following on from what those guys have said very similar. Um, I was moving from obviously as Carla said at the beginning I did gaming uh, in my degree moving from that to web development so having the kind of learning focus um, on, on the grad scheme was quite important to me. Um, but it was really the assessment day that kind of sold it to me. Um, throughout the entire application experience, um, I was just constantly kept up to date, kept in the loop, spoken to like a real human being and not just treated like another applicant, another number. Um, and at the time, obviously, I was finishing uni, um, applying to quite a few places. That experience and that kind of like level of personalization was just outstanding um so yeah really completely sold me that's brilliant I think that's a really good point um that you know it's, it's a lot about you deciding on the company as well throughout the application process and and you know dealing with the company as, as much as it is them choosing you and I think yeah. that you know the experience and how you're treated during that process is really important as as obviously you've you've discovered um, and it's mm-hmm. lovely to hear that that's kind of you know what really sold you on the company um, we're going to come back to talk to you in a little bit, actually, Haley, about the um, more detail about the assessment centre. But that was um, that's great to know. Cool. So finally, Shamas, over to you. Why did you choose Experian? Um, so a lot of good points made. Um, there was obviously some in my head as well. Um, why I chose Experian? I mean, 
I think when I first started off, I just looked on their website um, just to try and understand a bit better and how many different things they do, um, bar the actual credit reporting that we see on the adverts. Um, and that almost triggered uh, me to actually realize there's a lot more to this place. Um, then I almost go into the application and understand what the, what the role entails um, and actually speaking to the, um, the application owners and understanding what, what was involved. Um, I was interested in service provision, you know, providing a service and then how that linked into IT. Um, that was detailed across me uh, really well. Um, I was able to understand that and that was something exciting, um, that experience we're offering. And then I suppose the key part of it was the structure of the scheme, how they were able to tailor what I'd want to do um, over the, over the program. So I think that was a, that was a key one, and and the other one was probably flexibility in working, um, and and how experience are probably as many other business but experience definitely lead in terms of how they're able to tailor how we want to work and take advantage of that as well. Um, so that was another important facet, I suppose, just Great. to add to the others that the guys have mentioned. <laughs> Brilliant. And then um, your job title, where opposed to some of the other grads, is service operations graduate, which maybe isn't as clear as, say, data analyst. Yeah. Um, the, so what does yeah. that really mean, Shabas? So, you know, service service in itself, you know, is a, it, it follows. So experience follow is called ITIL. So it's information techni technical infrastructure library. But what that essentially means is, is IT and offering service to just break it down in simple terms, a set of organization capabilities that we offer from an end-to-end -end life cycle. Um, it all involves IT, um, especially in, in relation to STEM, let's say, in the technological aspect. So essentially, I, I could be titled an IT service management graduate, which I think I am now, to be fair, but um, we, we came in as service operations. So it, that's the thing as well, which I'd probably point out is don't, be you know fooled by titles sometimes because um roles can relate to a ton of different things um and that's what one thing i found out um, going into this role was the actual opportunity that came under service operations um was a range of different functions areas from data analytics across to project management so um that was something that almost surprised me when i did start it was ext extremely exciting because i wasn't expecting that offering as part of it so I could be here all day telling you what it means, but um, that's almost a, a, a gist of it, I'd say, is it comes, it's IT and offering a service in simple terms. Great stuff. Well, we are going to find out more about the role as we go through, but I just wanted to kind of clarify that. And I think that's a great point you made about don't be too focused on what the job title says, you know, really mm. dig into what you're actually going to be doing, you know, as part of that scheme. Um, yes. So that's great. Um, okay, lovely. Well, that's great to hear kind of why you all chose Experian. What we're going to do now is kind of head back to Haley and Luke to find out a little bit more about the details of how you actually get to Experian. So a bit more about the assessment centres and recruitment process. Um, so Haley, we're going to start with you because I know obviously you have experience of going through the assessment centre. Could you just tell us about how the assessment centre works and what our students could experience in if they went through that? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so I've actually been to two assessment centres now. Uh, the first one was the one where obviously I was applying. And mm -hmm. the second one was for our new uh, intake of grads that we just did this summer. Mm -hmm. um, so first I'll talk about the my, my original one and then a bit, a bit about the second one, but leave that mostly to Luke. Um, so it was kind of like a morning thing. So it's like nine until one, uh, if I remember correctly. 
So it's kind of just wait until we all get there, about 10 minutes, kind of just give us time to sit in the lobby together, get to know one another and everything, which is quite nice. A um, bit of a relaxing time just to all share our nerves and everything. Um, so then we went upstairs into a big meeting room where we had a bit of a group brief about Experian as a whole and then a bit more into the roles that we were going to be doing ourselves. Um, so we had some team managers come in, basically give a bit of an overview about the teams uh, that we would be working in and what the day to day would look like. And then after that, we kind of broke out into the interviews. So we had two interviews. There was one technical based one and one personal based, um, which was quite a nice way to do it because they were with two different interviewers. So it gave you a bit of a chance to get to know more like more than just, you know, the one interviewer that you would normally see on on a standard interview. Mm -hmm. um, and then after those, we kind of had a nice lunch break. Um, so we got to go into the canteen and sit down, all eat food together again with the interviewers. So it was really nice and relaxed, um, getting to know them more. And then went back upstairs for a group exercise, which was um, we had to basically order the things that we would want to sit, like have with us in a shipwreck. Um, and then we had to, as a group, uh, explain why we decided on those things and try and come up with like a list as a group, uh, which was just quite a fun thing, gave us a bit of opportunity to, you know, show how we would voice ourselves in a team and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then that was the end of that. Um, uh, for the second one, uh, it was online. So during the pandemic mm -hmm. um, and me and three of the other grads uh, came on to do a networking session with the new intake. Um, it was just like a half an hour session just to have a quick chat with them. They could ask us any questions that they wanted about our roles, what kind of things we did on a day to day basis. Um, which is really nice because now that they've started, we know them a bit more but better and they know us a bit better than than if we just met them on the first day. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, I think that's um, really important. You know, the, the online assessment centre is now a thing, given that COVID has happened. Um, so I think a lot of our um, audience will probably be thinking, well, how does that work? And and really, obviously, given what you just said, Hayley, and I know running up to it, talking to Oriane, that really the assessment centre is the same as it would be in person apart from it's just moved online um, and as Carla said we've, we've built in a load of advice onto the Experian Grad Cracker Hub that, that talks through the online assessments in more detail as well um, so thank you very much for that Hayley. So I'm going to also be worth notes and um, just thinking about the Career Centre as well so I mentioned last time um, on the webinar that we do have the Grad Cracker Career Centre features loads of advice, hints and tips and things like that. And there is um, an, a, a, like a, more of an online virtual um, part to that now that we are adding to it more and more every week. Um, so what we'll do after this webinar is obviously break it up and include um, Haley's and Luke's and Oriane's hints and tips in that section. Um, but yeah, there's there's lots of advice in there as well. I know I know it's new. You know, it might be a little bit scary to some people, um, but that's there for you to to go and have a look at as well. Sorry, sir. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, we're gonna head over to you now, Luke, because your experience was a little different from from Haley's experience of actual assessment when she was get, going for the job with Experian, because um, you were interview interviewed solely during the pandemic. Um, so again, something that our audience is probably going to be thinking, you know, this is going to be what I'm going through in the next few months. 
Um, so you didn't do an assessment centre, but you did have the face-to-face -face interview, as well as going through the online applications and testing. And I know that you found the role um, yourself on Grad Cracker. Um, so it'd be great if you could um, talk us through that kind of start to finish process, you know, applying, going through the company hub on Grad Cracker, and then all the online testing and um, interview stage would be great. Yeah, that's right. So I hope none of you have to have to go through an online assessment like I did, but um, Experian <laughs> did make it really nice, to be honest, and I'll talk a bit about that. Um, so yeah, um, like you said, I, I found the opportunity on Grad Cracker, funnily enough, um, which is why I'm very happy to do this, to help other people uh, like myself, that, that was obviously a few months ago now. Um, but yeah, um, so it was just like a normal, normal sort of stuff, really. So it was online pre-screening. Um, just, just all sort of basic stuff. Um, and then after that, I did sort of the, the online tests, which is very sort of similar to, to many other sort of graduate schemes. Um, and then after that you've completed that, you did a, uh, an online video interview, um, which I'm not sure if that's what you would do anyway with the, with the normal um, assessment center, I'm not too sure. Um, so I had that. Um, and then after I passed that, I then had the face-to-face -face interview, which obviously would have been done in the office. Um, and obviously I missed out on the group assessment as well. Um, but yeah, the face-to-face the, the -face -face interview, obviously on, we did it on, um, on Microsoft Teams. It was just, it was, it was, it was really relaxed. It was, it made you feel super comfortable. Obviously I went in feeling really nervous, like I was going to be put on the spot, but it was just, it, it, it started out, it was kind of weird. It was just like an informal chat. It was just like, oh, how you doing? You know, how's it going? Like, you know, just talking about the crazy world at the minute. Um, and then, yeah, the questions were sort of, it was quite refreshing, really, because um, the questions weren't sort of putting you on the spot to be like, oh, you know, what can you do for us? It was more sort of really engaging and the questions were really trying to get the most out of you and talking about the experiences that, that you had, um, obviously doing your degree and from other job roles that you may have had. I see, yeah, so it was really, it was really a good, good experience. And yeah, I feel very lucky to get a job in this climate. Fantastic, thanks Luke. Yeah, no, I think that's um, great. And it's great to hear that, you know, you went through that whole process online and, you know, you're made to feel so comfortable and, and you know, hopefully we'll put some of our students' um, minds at ease about the process now. So thank you very much to Hayley and Luke for giving us a bit of an overview of the, you know, the recruitment process and, and the different steps that you might go through. And remember, as Carla said, we've got loads of advice on the Experian Grad Cracker Hub now um, about all of those different steps. So you can always refer back to that and this webinar when it goes live after um, today as well. So I'm going to move on now to go around the panel again. Um, to your experiences now that you've actually joined Experian. Um, something that's really important to our student audience is the training that you'll actually get when you join an employer. Um, and it's really high up in our students' mind when they are looking at different um, um, companies to um, apply to. So you've all had different training on different areas. Um, so we're gonna run around the panel again and just find out a little bit more about the different types of training that you've had. So Georgie, you have had training, it's been really hands-on and it's included things like shadowing and plural sight, which I'm going to admit, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that you are going to be able to enlighten us and tell us a little bit more about these training um, opportunities that you've had. Sure. Um, so for each of my rotations, they, like each team has allowed me to get very involved, very hands-on right from the start. They just, they've given me my own sort of projects to work on but also giving me the support alongside that but just made sure that 
I had control and I think that's been one of the quickest ways that I've been able to learn and pick things up and also has really helped with my confidence in terms of knowing what I'm capable of. Um, Pluralsight is a sort of video training platform and I think it's quite IT focused but there's all different sorts of things on there so because I've been doing some security rotations I've been doing the video courses for different security certifications and then that means that once I've got the experience and I'm able to actually go and get those certifications I've already had the training for it so I'm sort of ready and at the moment I'm in a project management team so I've been doing a project management certification just sort of alongside working with the team. Fabulous and um, do you get to kind of choose the different training um, bits that you you go on or, or is that kind of led by your rotations? Yeah it's been it's especially with Pluralsight because I just have access to all of it I've just been able to choose what I wanted to um, and I've been able to choose all my rotations apart from the first one so I've really been able to tailor it to what I've wanted to learn so it's been really good in that sort of way. Great stuff so you've been able to kind of choose where you want to go in the business and then tailor the training alongside that. Exactly. Brilliant stuff. Um, so Luke over to you we're going to talk a little bit about your training as well now so you've received specific training in cybersecurity, as I understand and um, something that you might not expect in a data analyst role but also for a company like Experian. So could you tell us a little bit more about what you've learned and why that's really important to your role? Yeah, so pretty much straight off the bat um, from joining the company, I joined in early September. So I've just been here just over eight weeks. Um, so straight away, they got you to do um, cybersecurity training, which basically um, it was just sort of like a general training to make sure that uh, you understand um, GDPR and how that, and how that um, is processed and handled through the business and how we handle people's data and how we're following the, the ICO guidelines as well. Um, so it was just, it, it, I must have spent probably about a week and a half doing, they call it um, e-learning. Um, so it's like videos, video tutorials and lots of PDFs to read and things like that uh, with, with, tests, with tests at the end and things like that to make sure you understand um, what, what you're being trained about. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's super important, obviously when, you, when you're working with data um, to make sure that you know that the company is, uh, handling the data in the right way and that um, there's there's no possible ways that it can be leaked or be stolen and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. You mentioned a couple of things when you were talking there. Um, so GDPR, I know that anybody who's worked in a business will know what GDPR is because it, yeah. it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not sure whether our students, you know, if they've not worked before, will understand what GDPR is. And you've also mentioned something, ICO guidelines, which I wasn't 100% mm. sure what you meant there, Luke. So do you mind just explaining what those two things are? Yes, yeah, so the ICO is the in Information Commissioner's Office. Um, so they work with GDPR, which is the, I think I'm getting this right, the General Data Protection Regulations. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the right acronym. Um, <laughs> you passed <laughs> um, your so training, yeah, I passed, I passed the training. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shamas, that was mean. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the, the ICO work with the, uh, the GDPR guidelines to essentially make sure that companies like Experian are um, the, processes and, the processes and the way they handle people's data is done in the correct way. Mm -hmm. And obviously, as a, as a data analyst, um, when I have obviously get my hands on 
um, people's data and I'm, and I'm doing things with it or, uh, you know, uh, processing it in a certain way that I'm doing it in, in a fashion that's um, make sure it meets those guidelines, basically. Right. Thank you for that, Luke. Um, okay, over to you, Hayley, now. Um, you have got your Pluralsight license. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what that involved to get to that stage and what areas you are looking to kind of build upon, improve on and train some more in? Uh, yeah, so when we originally started, uh, we all got given a plural site license, which basically um, just gives us like unlimited access to the plural site um, like courses and everything. Um, so originally they gave us some courses to do just to make sure that we all were kind of at the same level. We have basic knowledge for what we would need on the job. Um, and then after that, it was kind of just, you know, free reign to us to use it as and when we want to um, for the things that we would like to learn mm -hmm. um so it's really um good actually like they encourage that you take uh, some time out of your day to do just personal development training uh, so i tend to do like half an hour every morning of uh, just like floor site videos and stuff uh, my primary focus is on like c sharp javascript and node.js so mm -hmm. plural site has these paths that they offer where you can basically go from anywhere from like beginner intermediate to advanced and it will basically then tailor that based on your skills. You can do like a quiz every couple of months and it will kind of point you in the right direction for where you should be um, and, and learn from it that way. It's pretty cool as well because when you do it every couple of months, you see your like score go up. It's almost like a game. <laughs> but it's really good, yeah. Cool. And um, is there any other training courses that you've kind of undertaken since you've been in Experian as well? Yeah, uh, so we've been on a couple in-person courses. So we had one uh, for React where a React certified trainer came to Experian. Um, we had kind of like a two-day course with him. Uh, he basically just walked us through this whole thing that he uh, kind of put together himself, which taught us from the basic fundamentals all the way to advanced kind of knowledge. Um, We've had a couple other as well with QA, um, which is a company. They've got a couple of bases. There's one in London and Manchester, the ones that we went to. Um, so one of those was for C-sharp ASP.NET Core. <laughs> That's quite a lot. Um, <laughs> it won't mean much uh, to any of you, but if, if you know, it's basically just this C-sharp framework um, that we use in Experian that I had no experience with, so obviously had to learn it. Um, and also an AWS course, which is Amazon Web Services, which is where we host all of our um, services, uh, microservices and front ends and stuff. So obviously a course on that was really beneficial as well. Right, that's a, a good point actually um, to, to touch upon there, Hayley, that you didn't have experience in this in this particular C-sharp.net ASP. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. all, all the last words. Um, but... Um, you didn't need that to be able to be successful in applying to the role. You, you can learn that on the job. And I think that that's quite important to get that message across that you don't need to know everything and every coding language, et cetera, to be able to go into a, an IT role with Experian. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like I said before, like going from gaming to web development is, is quite a big jump. Really, the only similarity is the fact that I know some programming. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, uh, JavaScript and... Um, the .NET uh, C-sharp framework was, was quite different to anything that I've used before. Um, so it was all brand new to me, but Experian was just really, really supportive in taking me on and teaching me it. 
and get, get me up to speed. Great, thanks Hayley. Um, and last but not least on this one, Shamas, can you tell us a bit more about um, the training course that you've been? I know they've involved data management and project management on just a couple of them. Uh, yeah, so before joining Experian, I mean, I was part of a role where, well, I did a degree in IT, so I had some experience of, you know, sort of what would be used, but I almost forgot about it. And you come into Experian and it's almost a world's your oyster in terms of what you want to learn. Um, there's that much on offer in terms of Microsoft applications to data management, to project management. So what starts off is just an honest, open conversation with your manager, which was really refreshing to say, what are you interested in? What's, what's the work you're involved in? And then, then they're able to tailor your training towards that. So an example would be in the first um, rotation I did um, involved heavily in terms of Microsoft Excel. So your manager is able to then, you know, let you know about what courses are on offer on online modules to, to carry out throughout that first rotation. So you're learning on the job as well as that um, experience practically as well. Um, and then you can apply that theory to practice. So, yeah, um, I've done a module on Microsoft Excel to sharpen upon that. Um, in my last rotation, I did um, a module on Microsoft Access, a database work. Um, if no one's heard of Power Microsoft Power BI, which is something coming into fruition, um, it's linking, it's almost like a spreadsheet slash PowerPoint in one, um, and that'll start to become more prominent, um, especially within the technological world. Um, and that was really exciting to be part of um, and actually do a course on, on, on that as well. And then all of those linked in in terms of the rotations and projects that we're involved in. And that caught my interest and, and similar to Georgie, um, I requested that I'm really interested in project management and something that I'm, I'd like to plan on moving forward. So um, that's in, currently in motion right now is doing an apprenticeship alongside my um, graduate scheme in um, project management as well. So it all ties in well. And at the end of the day, I can have a conversation with my manager today and say, I'm really interested in something. We'll see what's on offer. And that training is instantly worked in as and when it makes sense. Um, and they're really open to that. Um, and alongside on the job, you know, you, you have any regular one-to-ones and training is, is is literally really flexible, really open with, with all our managers. So, um, yeah, it's, um, like I mentioned, it's sort of world of your oyster with training uh, experience. How does it work doing an apprenticeship on, alongside the graduate scheme then? That's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah just slight regrets. I'm working weekends as well. <laughs> no, no regrets at all. Um, it, it just means... The end of the day is how much, how disciplined you are, how much you want want to progress. Um, that's that's down to you as an individual. So um, I know that it's, it's going to be an additional twenty percent of my workload. But at the end of the day, I'm going to achieve something um, that will take me forward in terms of um, what sort of role I want moving forward. Um, and again, you know, it's um, it's something that you are able to have an honest conversation with your line manager, with your, with your program owner as well. Um, how can we implement this? How can we make this work? Those conversations aren't rejected. They're, they're accepted. And, and then you're able to actually integrate that. Um, it's, of course, got to make sense at the same time. But it, it's definitely an open culture in terms of you showing enthusiasm towards learning something and developing. Lovely. Thank you very much, Amos, for that. Um, I'll just add to that as well, whilst we can, Sophie, that when you hear someone studying an apprenticeship, it doesn't mean straight out of college, that fresh A-level student. Apprenticeships in this era, in kind of a more modern world, you can study an apprenticeship in almost any area. So it could be a project management qualification, 
if you're going into finance, you can do an ACA qualification under an apprenticeship badge. You can also do masters under an apprenticeship as such now. So just want to make that clear that the stigma on an apprenticeship doesn't mean it is just for school leavers and kind of A-level students. So don't let that kind of put you off or be a little bit of a misconception. So just wanted to add that before we moved on, Sophie. No problem. Thanks, Ariane. I think that's a really good point and, and can often be kind of um, perceived that is the way. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to um, talk about actual projects that you guys have been working on. So um, I'm going to start um, with you, Luke. Um, can you tell me about the current project that you're working on at the moment? Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm within the data office, which is actually a fairly new thing for Experian. And I think it was set up uh, just over a year ago, or a year and a half ago. Um, so essentially, the project that I'm involved in at the moment is called the Data Lineage Project. So as I was saying, and that's, that's why it's so important to sort of tie in um, what I said about the um, cybersecurity stuff and, and data protection rules, is that we do a lot of work uh, with the ICO and obviously following the GDPR principles to make sure that the processes and controls that we have in place of data coming into the business right through to the products, that process in the middle is, is ticking all the boxes and satisfying um, those needs to make sure that we're doing everything in the right way. So essentially the project that I'm doing at the minute is looking at data lineage, which is looking at that end-to-end -end scope and, and really sort of painting a picture to make sure we know individually at each point what's going on with the data and what um, standards and controls are in place to make sure that we satisfy, satisfy those principles. Great. Lovely. Um, I'm going to whiz round the panel fairly quickly on this because I am conscious that we will run out of time soon and Carla nearly killed me last time I did that. So, <laughs> um, Georgie, um, I'm going to move on to you next because your project is slightly different from everything else that we're going to hear about. Um, so could you just um, run us through what your favourite thing that you've done and experienced so far is? Yeah, so at Experian, we have different groups of networks and one that I've been working with since I joined is the Women in Experian Network. And with them, we do a yearly um, event for International Women's Day where we bring in girls from local secondary schools who are kind of GCSE age making decisions. And we tell them about the different careers that are in IT and the different routes that go into that because there is so many and a lot of people just don't have that awareness. Like I never did at that age. Um, and we also just do some fun activities with them. So this year we did Lego robots and that was also working with our STEM network that does more sort of outreach stuff. So it was a big collaboration event and it was really fun and rewarding. And are you going to carry on working with, with those groups as well over the next few years, you think? Yeah, definitely. I think it's just been the network itself has just been really supportive. And I think it's one of those things where I get a lot out of it, but then I can also give back. So it's a really good balance. Lovely. Thank you very much, Georgie. Hayley, over to you. Um, one of your projects has been working on the actual Experian website. So could you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, so I'm in the ECS team, which is Experian Communi uh, Consumer Services. Sorry. Um, so that basically just means um, the website, which is consumer facing. Mm -hmm. um, so We've been recently working on a brand new product. Uh, you'll start to see advertised shortly, which is really exciting, but I can't tell you anything more about it. Um, but working on one of the new pages for that, we wanted to add in a confetti effect, 
which wasn't something that we'd done on our website before and definitely wasn't anything that I had done before. Um, so I managed to work really closely with our designers and actually even the devs over in the American team who had implemented something like that on their website. Um, so it was really good, about a week back and forth communication between us and them and the designers, really close collaboration. It was really, really enjoyable and everyone's really happy with the outcome. So yeah, hopefully some of you guys will get to see it. Fantastic, I'm excited for this. I like the secrecy. It always feels like we're getting a little bit of a sneak peek into what, what might be coming. <laughs> um, and then finally, Shamas, um, over to you. What is your favourite project so far? Um, yeah, so I'll just reflect on my first one coming into the business and almost the shock factor of how much trust they, the business puts into you to actually carry something out. It was slightly scary. Um, at the same time, it's exciting um, how much trust they do put in you. So I was tasked with um, an online spreadsheet which a whole function ran on to be transitioning that over to a, a module or uh, almost um, an application on, on a new software and then following that on is to train all the individuals from that function to use this new module um, I never knew what the module was I never heard of it um, and that's something that I'd like to put out to the, the guys on the call is you won't know everything um, and you may not have heard of anything but it's all those skills that you're going to apply and what you're learning now and what experience are looking for that you can apply to the project. Um, so that was probably the most exciting one because it was the first one and it was almost me realizing, hold on, I'm making all the decisions there. And that's a weird feeling to start off with. But when you have experienced individuals saying that's, that's a good decision or they give you slight, some advice to say, maybe think about other things, you just develop extremely quick. Um, so yeah, that was definitely my favorite to date. That's great to hear. And I think um, this is quite a common thing that we're finding out at a lot of these webinars is how much responsibility actually graduates are given from day one at, at a lot of different companies. And um, it's always such a nice thing to hear from, from graduates, how, how valued they feel kind of straight away in those sort of scenarios. So um, yeah, that, that's brilliant. Um, I'm going to hand over to Carla now because I do know that we need to come back to Oriane and, and get some more hints and tips coming through. Um, but there are a couple of things that we haven't had chance to cover, but we will um, regroup with the grads after this and make sure that we get that onto the Experian Hub as well. Um, so Carla, over to you, my love. Thank you, sir. So yeah, just to kind of reiterate what Sophie just said, we um, the grads have got some fantastic five-year plans coming up, um, both personally and with their careers at, at Experience. So what we'll do, um, we kind of know what those are. So we'll make some um, additional graduate profiles to their hub on Gradcracker and make sure we, we feature all those because they are some, you've got some really good ambitious plans um, over the next few years, which I'm sure everybody would like to hear about. So thank you everybody um, for taking part so far. Um, really good insight, really excited um, for you to open up your opportunities, Ariane, and I think we're, I think we're going live within the next month, four weeks, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, I've, uh, I've had a couple go-aheads from some roles, so <laughs> all I will say is keep your eyes peeled over the next four weeks on Gradcracker. We will be going live and advertising on there, and you can also find details on the website if you'd like to as well, but all of that information is on our Gradcracker hub. So as Carla mentioned, all of the hints and tips are on there. You'll find everything you need to know. 
Yeah, fantastic. And and what we can do on Gradcracker, as you all, all know, I'm preaching to the converted, but make sure you follow Experian. Um, and then when we do go live, when Ellen, the customer relations team behind the scenes here, and um, make the Experian roles live, we will send you an email and push notification. So definitely make sure you follow and be the first to know. As I keep saying, the visit numbers are huge on Gradcracker at the moment. The Our employers are being inundated with applications. So make sure you put in a good quality application. Application. Um, right, back to Ariane. Um, I think we've gone through the application process. I think Luke, you did an absolutely sterling job there. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to the, the new procedure, or has Luke covered everything um, in your mind, Ariane? Yeah, I think if I just do a very high level, so the, the process is a full stage element. So you will apply online with your CV, yeah. and go through a little bit of online testing. Mm -hmm. You'll then have a one-way pre-recorded video interview and then you'll pop along to an assessment centre exactly the same as Haley's experienced. But if you do go on our Gradcracker page, we have individual pages for each of those elements, as well as hints and tips of what we recommend for each stage. So, yeah, if you would love to find out more, please head over to that area of the page and you'll find everything you need to know. Yeah, absolutely. And again, don't forget the webinar will be um, on Gradcracker as a whole from tomorrow. Um, and then we'll break it into sections which should be live early next week. So, you know, make sure you go back and, and um, rewatch the webinar, mention the webinar um, as part of your application as well. Ariane would absolutely love to know that, you know, you've, you've watched um, her and all the graduates and taken on board what everybody's said. Um, just to kind of cover off, you know, um, Luke in particular mentioned his experiences um, in joining Experian in, in, a, in a pandemic. Now, I know what a lot of people are thinking, Ariane, is, yes, yeah, so at the moment we're all working from home. You know, that's a bit of a norm. Um, but hopefully the world is going to get back to normal. People are going to go back to offices. Restrictions are going to be lifted. Um, and I know that you are predominantly based in Nottingham. So what expectation is there on a, stu on, on a student? So they apply to Experian now, obviously all working from home, as we can see. Would they have to go back and work in Nottingham when the restrictions are, are lifted? It's a really good question. And it is something that I know a lot of students are anxious about. So our stance at the moment is the health of our employees and our colleagues and our friends and family. That takes the forefront, absolutely. So, for example, Luke and any of our graduates that joined this September, we actively encourage them to say, don't relocate, don't yeah. move to Nottingham. There is no immediate need. We would prefer you to be at home with your friends or your family or in a safe environment where you don't feel isolated, especially in a pandemic. We don't want students to relocate to Nottingham, feel on their own, not be able to be in the office because of government restrictions. That That's not something you know, we're holding you back from. This is a worldwide situation we're, we're coping with. Mm -hmm. But equally, when, fingers crossed, we do go back to a more normal setting, there will be no rush for people to be straight in Nottingham. Yes. So we're not expecting that our graduates need to relocate in two weeks, be there on the spot. It's very much go at a pace that works for you. We would prefer you to be in Nottingham and be in the offices simply for your benefit of that community feel and the learning, but there is no rush, there's no priority. And even for people that are joining Experian, so pre-COVID, uh, we actually have a private group where we connect all of our up and coming students that are joining 
they have a private space to chat and they can talk about getting a house share together. What are the good estate agents in Nottingham? What cities are they looking at? And we also bring in our previous graduates to give that advice to say, Clifton's a good area, Bilbra's a good area, or that area is a little bit expensive. So it's about supporting students that are relocating, but during the pandemic, there isn't that priority. So don't worry about that for now, as long as you are open to relocating when we're in a situation that that is required, that's all we need from you at this stage. Brilliant, thank you. And something else that we, when we've been speaking over the last few months um, is a point that we identified the other day. Um, all of your online, you know, your virtual um, activities that you're running as part of, of the application process. You know, some people out there, I, I live in a bit of a loud household with two children, two dogs, and it's a bit mental sometimes. It's like, shh, just be quiet, I'm on a webinar. Um, so, and you know, there are some, some students out there who are in shared flats or they're still living with mum and dad with little brothers and sisters running around. And, and you were keen, Orianne, to, to you, you're really understanding as an employer that you can't guarantee 100% silence when you are doing the application process. So do you want to just cover off a little, a few bits that you mentioned to me the other day about this? Absolutely. I mean, even now my bedroom door is closed, but I have a black Labrador and if it was open, <laughs> I'd probably be sat here in my face, you know, wanting to know what's going on. And that's the reality of life. We are all in our home setting. And if you apply to us and you have an interview, all of our managers understand that, you know, our managers at Experian have young children. They have kids that run around in their room or parcels that get delivered. You don't need to worry about that. Just try to be in as fairly distraction-free environment as you can. Yeah. If a hiccup occurs, if you need to jump off, if there's a problem, all you need to do is say, I'm really sorry, someone's at the door. I'm just going to pop myself on mute. I'll be back in two minutes. Dash off, sort what you need to and come back. Yeah. There's no need to get flustered and work yourself up over it. So we understand we're human beings. Don't panic just put yourself on mute put yourself off camera go sort it come back and carry on yeah thank you very much yeah really good advice so i think it is you know a true concern to some people that can't guarantee that so just as you as a recruiter as a, a you know human being yourself to say that i think will reassure a lot of students out there who are watching and um, so yeah thank you very much everybody for joining us today oh sophie could have had another two minutes there love and um, so yeah thanks very much everybody it's been really really good and insightful um, and i've really loved meeting you all and um, don't forget say it again the experian hub on gradcracker go follow them to be alerted and um, to when their new opportunities open um, next week we are going to be joined, I'm not actually, I am taking a well-deserved Thursday off a webinar. So Sophie is going to be joined by Jess, who you all know and love, um, and they'll be running a webinar with Taylor Wessing. Now I mentioned last week um, about the new sectors which are emerging, you know, new employers wanting STEM students, experience is one, and so is Taylor Wessing. So they are an international law firm um, specialising in technology and media communications. Um, they'll be joined by Sophie and Jess and their talent um, advisor, Alice, and she will go through all the options as a STEM student that you can undertake within the law sector. So definitely worth a watch, um, but focus on experience today. The webinar will be live tomorrow. Come back, have a look, have a watch, and make sure you get your applications in when they do open.
Yeah, um, and thank you as well from my side for everyone that has joined. Just really appreciate you being on. You know, there's been over 60 of you today, which shows a good commitment to employability. Yeah. And if you would like to, if any of you do have LinkedIn, you can connect with me on LinkedIn if you want to stay connected. If you type in Ariane, I'm probably one of the few Ariannes definitely in the Midlands, in Experian, potentially in the UK altogether. So feel free to stay connected as well. But as Carla said, please register on Gradcracker to be notified when we go live. If you don't, you're going to miss that window. So really critical that you have that at the forefront of your mind. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, you've just, you've just done my ending for me, Ariane. <laughs> it's a good job. I'm taking a rest next week. You can do it. Perfect. Well, yeah, thanks very much, everybody. And remember, two o'clock next Thursday, join Surf and Jess, and we'll see you all soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you.